What up, it's your boy Rod P. I got a special guest today. You know what I'm saying? I got my boy Ivan. You know what I'm saying? Long time friend. You know what I'm saying? I went to school with. And you know what I'm saying? He here to tell his story. You know, my man been going through some things. You know, um, definitely, you know, I'm just going to say this, man. He been, he been clean for 13 months. And um, I'm opening up my mic, my platform to allow him to talk to the world of what he been going through, how he been recovering, you know, and, and some of the, the, the battles he been fighting. Um, like I said, he all over the place, but I just want y'all to, just to listen and and just to hear what he got to say. Um, please leave comments, sit back and enjoy the show. Uh, We're going to get into some things today. We're going to have some real talk. Uh, it's been a while since I uh did a one-on-one, but we back at it again, and we definitely about to have some fun. And, man, like, all right, man, what's up? Oh, whoa. and first and foremost, before we start this show, man, I want to say rest in peace to Mike Williams, man. Uh, definitely born and raised in Buffalo. He played in the NFL for a few years. Um, I really don't know too much about him, but I know he's from the town of Buffalo. And um, he went to school with my cousins. Yeah, he, he played for the Bucks. And, uh, and he uh, – Played for the Buffalo Bills, you know, recently he had a tragic accident at work or something fell on his head and, um, you know, he, he passed away, man. But, you know, he fought for his life for a couple of days. What I also didn't like, um, it's fucked up how the, how the media already had him for dead before he even passed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then another uh, article came out saying that he was fighting for his life. But what I'm trying to say is, man, this world so so fucked up that motherfuckers have put anything out here just to get likes or it's, it's, it's sad. You know what yeah, I'm saying? But you know what, though? It's so crazy because when, you, when, you, when you're dealing with death so much coming from the trenches and you know, and you got God in your life, I call him Allah, you know, certain things happen and you see the brighter side of it. You know what I mean? Fire is so many deaths. Like I can, I can actually say, Allah will put so much on you because you can bear it. You know, like in fire is death being a touchy subject. We get on that whenever I get introduced some kind of way. But far as Mike, Mike Williams was good people, and he was the energy in the town as the world turns. You know what I mean? And <clears throat> excuse me, before I even saw him in person, I heard of him doing good in the NFL with the Buccaneers and doing what he got to do. You know, football, is that's a blessing. That's my side. But to see somebody first make it from the town, really, other than Rick James and people that was, like, older and doing things, somebody from our culture that I finally saw, like, a famous person. And the first time I ran into him, we was at the strip club, and he was just humble, throwing his money humbly, like, this is what I'm here for, but it's still a humble energy. I never even opened my mouth to him or seen him. But it's a touchy subject when it comes to death. And, you know, when everybody passed, they never really passing like dying. They're just passing through as the universe turns. And they're not dead. No one ever really dies. You know, they just transform to different dimensions. And we'll be lucky if we can get there one day, you know? Yeah, man. So rest in peace to Mike Williams, man. Rest, rest in peace. Okay, damn. You know what's so crazy? I've been preparing myself to even speak. Excuse me. Alhamdulillah. Mike Froze? No, I was good. I, I backed up away from the mic. You know, you don't do that when you podcast. You know, the better sound is coming when you're closer to the mic anyway. 
Okay, Bismillah, everybody. My name is Ahmad. I'm a Muslim, and I'm just a messenger. So you know that's what it is. Now, what was the question again? Because I just got out of prayer real quick. I'm going to take it all the way back to 7583 when Mama Love gave birth to me from Allah. You know, they everybody, my Mama Love, call them God and Jesus and all that. I've been calling him Allah. I've been here for so long. Before the time even started here on earth, I was already here through my Uncle Ivan who passed away when he was three. So rest in peace to the first person that set the tone in order for me to see death different because I've been seeing him since a kid and they never showed me a picture or a video. They tell me that they never seen the video, but I see the video and I see him playing with the angels at three when my mother was one years old and he was three years old. But anyway... My name was Ivan as the birth name, Ivan B. Thompson Sr. You know, I got a junior. But as I converted to Muslim, you know, things had to happen for me to be who I am today. And that's Ahmad Musa. But I've been having like deja vu since my mother even remember as a kid. And you know, the first time I had it, I was at my Aunt Lisa house. That's why this plays a major part. Like even when we talk about Shay and, and, and Lover, that's Jason. And, Everybody, it plays a part with my life because I finally see I'm free now. But I've always had deja vu, like, Mom, I've been here before. And I was, she's like, boy, you ain't never been here. But y'all named me after Uncle Ivan, who died when he was three. I found that out at 13, no, like 15, that, like, damn, I'll be seeing things. But anyway, when I was a kid, you know, I moved from May Street. And, you know, I mean, no, excuse me, X that out right there. When I was a kid, I moved on Wolf Street, that's the street I was born on. And you know, I was going to grammar school around Wolf Street area, that's my life, from a one year old to 11 years old. And it was a certain thing that I got used to being on Wolf, you know, it, it, it made me be more clairvoyant, building up at a young age as, with my clairvoyance, well, all of the clairs, anyway. But being that way as a kid and seeing things as a youngin, Excuse me. I always been special to see things and analyze things before I open my mouth. So, you know, I don't know if people can even understand that at a young age, but I did. They always said I had an old soul, my Uncle Pedro and Leonard, rest in peace, Leonard, my mom, my aunt Kim. Everybody always said I had an old soul. I heard that so much, so many times. It started at seven. But going to school. When I left Wolf Street, I'm 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 trapped in the Wolf Street era. That was the thuggest, trended, trend, the all kinds of trenchy shit, crazy. But Allah was carrying me all that time because I didn't know who the devil was, and he was making it sweet for me like he did today. But anyway, we get to that. But when I moved off Wolf, we moved on Florida Street, and that's where the different vibration started. You know, far as okay, now you about to start getting outside and running around different streets and going to different places and, you know, rest in peace to Butch. I remember that was the first body I ever heard of somebody getting shot. And we was like running around outside when that happened. And it was like, damn, I stayed in the house for a while. But anyway, that's when I first went to 74, you know, a sixth grade. You know, I went to 28 and 90 all my life up until I first went to grammar middle school at 74. And that was a sixth grade. You know, I was 12 years old on Florida Street, you know, we only stayed over there from 11 to 13, you know, and I went to sixth grade all the way to eighth grade and I graduated for the first time in my life 
and me, Coco, A-Mob, Dave Bell. Man, that's all I remember. Rob was there. We walked all around the the, the 74 area with our graduation clothes on. We almost ain't graduate because I was about to fight the niggas in special ed. That was we bring that up too. But going back to you, when I first got to school, you know, I knew I was special back then. You know, because I have so many different compliments. You know, being a special kid, the compliments boost your ego, you know? And a lot of people see ego as something bad when it's really not nothing bad at all. It's something that you need, like your emotions. But we get to that too. But, but I'm talking about first, <clears throat> the ego as a kid, loving everybody. Every birthday, July 5th, I can go to every house on the street. And it was these two white people. They was two sisters. They was white sisters. And my man Danny and everybody, his mom and Danny and Curtis. Now, I can't think of all their names, but Danny, you know who you is off whoops. But anyway, the two white ladies. So that's how I built my ego with white people and different um, races and different things growing up on Wolf Street and going up and down the street. Every birthday, everybody house I went to who I was attracted to with my energy as a youngin, like eight years old, because I was up and down from 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 Walden and Wotes all the way to Sycamore and Wotes. That was just the area from one to eleven. But every year I went to everybody house who I was attracted to because they loved me and they were so so beautiful. I got gifts from everybody up the street all my life. But anyway, I moved from there to Florida Street, thirteen, going to middle school for the first time getting a taste of this trenches for the first time, but I'm still godly from Allah, Alhamdulillah. This all woke street made me godly. But anyway, I get to Florida Street. I see my man Rob in school. This nigga used to have every pair of sneakers you can think of, my nigga. Alhamdulillah. Like, I seen him, like, in special ed class, people looking at these people like they crazy. I was 12 years old looking at him like, special ed, okay, whatever, like... I never had nothing to get nobody with special needs, you know, and I love everybody since a kid. But I'm just saying as far as how I seen Rob with the sneakers, and I just had to test him out for like four or five days. I just kept admiring his feet, you know, and then the bond wasn't able to happen until, you know, verbally we were able to speak some kind of way. But me being clairvoyant and being able to see things as a kid and deja vu and being knowing what's going to happen next from my heart chakras and different ways that I've been aligned since birth because things was always so effortless. I seen him, eyed him down for five days, seen how he moved. He always kept the swag with him. Then he opened up his mouth and he was like the most articulate, coolest motherfucker in the world, man. I'm talking about what, like, he in special ed and he this smart talking like I feel godly every day as a kid, not even knowing how the world's spinning now. I just know my parents instilled God in me and put that in me since birth. So I got there, seen Robin, that's just how I've been, just like an empath and can feel vibrations from anywhere, you know, even through pictures and readings and different reading people, messages from text and not even seeing you, but feeling you, you know, Jessica Kuwait, you, you my baby, man, because I feel you without even seeing you. Shout out to you. But anyway, yo. It's so dope how I'm so kind and so beautiful and so and so empathetic and just can empathize. When he opened his mouth, I was like, oh, this is my best friend. This is my best friend. I know how it is with special ed kids, how people will shy away. But we were able to get around and get introduced to everybody. You know, Dave Bell, Dave Knight, Dave Nettles, 
you know, Kareem, Ernest Clark. You feel what I'm saying? Facts. Uh, who else? Who I'm, who I'm missing? Who I'm missing? Uh, uh, I fought Derek, but that's my man, too. I'm going to tell you about that shit, too. Who else? Um, yo, Coco. Really? That that yeah, that, really that was it. it. Yeah, that that really was my it. circle, really bro. Yo, A-Mob. Rest in peace, yep. A-Mob. A-Mob. A-Mob, how the fuck we get to that? Oh, Rest man. in peace, A-Mob. A-Mob in heaven working. Yeah. Look how he putting things together. We got so many people on the other side that it's crazy that people see it as a sad thing when people die. We'll get to that too. But anyway, being an empath, being clairvoyant, being I'm not a god. I'm just a messenger for Allah. You know, I'm not a god. A lot of people saying they're gods. I have my own opinion about that, and we'll get to that one day. That's deep. That's personal. That comes with my religion, and we'll get to that one day. You know, but God is all. Allah is all things, Alpha and Omega. So, you know, some people born spiritually, like, just got it honest, you know? And that's why people are on drugs and doing pills, and you know? That's why I'm a recovering addict from uh, being on pills for 10 years and now this is 13 months clean for the first time since the devil graduated me. What 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 was that like? You know, being, you know, <sighs> taking that 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 journey because we all go through things and sometimes we I always ask myself when people go through things, do people feel like is that something that was pushed on you? Was that something that you just wanted to try and you just it did it did it take control of you? Okay, I'm gonna go back now. See, that's why I get personal. That's so dope. And this was everything, you know. I got the answers to everything involved because you know people can try things and and and, and, and say nah, but then we try things and we get hooked. You know no. what I'm saying? Okay, so this is what so, it goes back to. Not to cut you off, sorry, but I'm just you know it is what it is. And that's crazy. Like being vulnerable for so long and surviving and praying to Allah, it started as a softness that I was embarrassed of for years. Because I was born into a vulnerability, but the world is just hard. So once Allah came and showed himself to me here in the flesh, like he can show me that he can touch me anyway, I started to see the gift in Allah and in my vulnerability turned into my strength and courage. The most I've ever had, Alhamdulillah. And, and it's going to be currency soon, but we have to be able to fill that currency with the breakthrough. But anyway, when I was 16, you know, my father gave me a lower tab. I had a headache. Alhamdulillah. You know, but my father been on pills since before he busted nutted my mother. You know what I mean? Since before he gave my mother a part of him, you know. And that's why I love my mom so much because she never did no harm no kind of way, you know? I was I was all that that I say far as an empath at that age because there's levels to this shit. And I'll tell you what levels are later, my definition. But for me being born, you know, when my father nutted in my mom and got her pregnant at, at 17, she had me at 18, he got locked up for 10 years, so well, nine years, because he was locked up. So I used to have to go visit him with my mom as a baby. I still remember going through them doors, you know? That's why... Even though I have my running with the law, I'll tell you why it's not for me also one day in another show. But anyway, the vulnerability turned into courage. Now, at 16, my dad gave me my first lower tab. He's been an addict since a kid. My mom didn't touch pills until a little bit after 
she stopped with her addiction with, with you know, we was in the Reagan era back then. So my mom smoked crack back then, you know, when the Reagan era popped, just like I would have if I was back there, because, you know, that's just how the universe is. But thank God for the breakthrough. My God. Alhamdulillah. Mom, I love you. We'll, we'll do another episode with just us talking on three-way, me, you, and mom. But Alhamdulillah. My mother got through that, you know, and, 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 and that's when we moved on Florida Street. My mom just got clean when I was turned 13. You see how everything coming together for us, even everything, you know, it's just so much. We'll get to that another day, but to break through. So I was born from addicts and addiction and it was, it been in the universe, but I realize now I'm being on idle autopilot and this 5D consciousness that I'm on that. Everything has to happen with our ancestors. Imagine what they've been through, our ancestors, right? I'm willing with Allah, alhamdulillah. However you call him God, you know, but me and the Christians got something special. But, you know, we'll get to that another day also. That's because my grandmother and my mother are Christians. But I am a full-blooded Muslim seven years, and I finally had to understand Allah after I took my shahada in 2016 when, my, when, the, when the world crashed. We'll say that later, too. But as far as vulnerability, 16, I took my first lower tab. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, damn, this is beautiful. You know, like, but I'm 16. You feel me? So I can't get no more. I just took the feeling and understood the feeling of, oh, this is a substance that can do that. Not knowing about pharmaceuticals and how the levels of dealing with the devil can come, like it can build up just like happiness and the, uh, you know the the euphoria and just the blessings from Allah. It take time to come too, but we got to go through some things. But anyway, sixteen years old, first did that. We start doing all kind of shit. I done dropped out of school at sixteen. Everything happened at sixteen, man. We'll get to that too. But up until recently, you know, like, a motherfucker can say, yo, listen, man, I'm fucked up right now, man. I can't do nothing. I can't do shit. You know what I mean? I can't even do this, man. You know, money, females, you feel what I'm saying? However you see God, you know, Allah is through me and we see him different. And we don't use his name in vain like everybody else. We go back to me and you talking how about... The, the Christians and how you feel about Christianity. We get on that one day. But religion is something that's instilled like me being an addict from my ancestors and my mother and father. You know, it's as the world turns, we all spinning as the world turns. You know, it's a universe here that God created. You call him God, I call him Allah in another language while I call him God also. But Allah feels way more better because of what he's done for me, the real God. You feel what I'm saying? Like the real one, the the one who made me a messenger and was many messengers before me and how he created everything. You know, you got to be powerful. The religion is just powerful because the power been coming through me since I found out who Jesus was and Muhammad in the Quran. But anyway, that was on September 9th. We get to that too with videos. But far as going through some things, you got to go through it, Rob, because your ancestors went through so much different shit. Now, we here on earth going through shit, thinking it's all bad no matter what. When I tell you my story, what I've been through far as opiates and fentanyl, fucking um, uh, half ounce every two weeks of fucking Fetty, cut it up. I cut that shit up, nigga, and take that shit down because it all started with pharmaceuticals. You know, we get on that too. 
But this is just the introduction, me pouring out my heart, you know, on a podcast with my brother and just giving y'all a taste on what's to come as far as every other show from here on out, you know, because I got a lot of life that's in me still and I lived a lot, you know, in certain dimensions. But now it's about to be lit in this fifth dimension, you know, this fifth dimension of Christ consciousness, you know, from Allah, you know, because Christ was a prophet inside of the Quran. You know that, you know, Muhammad succeeded him. You feel what I'm saying? But everything starts with like ancestry and the universe and how things are meant to happen, you know, and it has to happen. And death is something personal. We'll get to that one day, but it's beauty in everything that dies here from this dimension and goes to the next one because we hope we can get there one day. You feel what I'm saying? Amen. All the shit you go through, I mean, Alhamdulillah. All the shit you go through, oh, getting back because I be sidetracked and shit, but getting back to the materialistic things, how people be like, man, I ain't got this, man, shit crazy, man, you know? They take the blessings and think that Man, God, you supposed to do that. Allah, you supposed to do that. Yeah, I got all these monies and millions. Man, you supposed to do that because I worked hard for it. You know? Nah. Working hard for Allah and the highest power, which is love and energy, you'll be working your whole life. I've been working for, for, for well, I stopped working at 38. And that's funny that I had the same number. For four years, 716-238-0038. That's because 38 been my number for three years ago when everything started. And we'll get to that one day too. But anyway, with a level of consciousness that you have to be able to go through the fire. You know, I put up on a on a stat the other day. I want I want $500 million. I don't need it. I want it. So I can change the world and Allah know that he's going to give it to me. It might not be 500 million, but the, the richness that God or Allah gives you in your heart chakra is something that's undeniable. Alhamdulillah. So everything that I say is from the spirit being at this level of consciousness. You know, everybody used to know me as Ivan, Ivan Thompson, you know, from hearing me and seeing me and energy and walking around, moving from different hoods to different hoods all my life. And... They, they know of Ivan, you know, they don't know of my Musa, the spirit, speaking now through all the shit I've been through. And it's like, it's just a blessing when I look back. Once you get to that level of consciousness with God and Allah, however you call him, you know, he has to bless you with that. But you got to go through some things and people who looking at what they got now saying it ain't enough, y'all greedy. And one day y'all going to find them, you know, because I'm rich with seven cent to my name. 13 months not hustling. This is the first time ever off pills in 13 months. Done with Amherst Drug Court. Hi, Eileen. Eileen, I had a warrant for 10 years, Eileen. You got me right, though, for real. You made me run from you, but Allah was running with me and just showing me other things while I was running away. Alhamdulillah, I won't regret nothing ever. But I'm just so thankful to have a friend of mine right here to come grab me. Yesterday was the first time in 13 months that I saw the sun after I saw the sun last year on June 30th, you know, and it's so, it's so crazy and it touched me so much and it hurt so much in the beginning until Allah showed me it was him who did that. And you know, stripped me of everything but naked 
you know, on a porch full of beautiful women and beautiful soul, like, lost my mind. My God, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, on my grandfather's birthday, 6.30. Oh, my God, who would have knew that a year later on 6.30, I start to blossom Bigger than any motherfucker could ever blossom because Allah starts showing up little by little. Then he hits you with the boom, Alhamdulillah. But you gotta go through some things, my God, Alhamdulillah. Woo! And I got out the house yesterday for the first time, seeing the sun. My brother Assad, that's my brother, man, Assad from Philly. Shout out to his mother. Shout out to his sister in heaven. I see you, Alhamdulillah. She been she been orchestrating a few things too. His little brother who got shot. That wasn't in vain from Allah. That had to happen. Because watch what you're going to blossom to. My little brother Bree, nigga, that's only temporary what you're feeling. It's going to be beautiful in a minute. Mama love, we Gucci. Grandma, we Gucci. That's another show. But far as Allah, however my grandmother and them Christians and don't understand Muslims, you know, it's a blessing because this is only for me. And I can't even share with each with a lot of people. It's not for everybody else. But I got some videos, you know, Rob. I got some videos and shit that, oh, what's been happening on that spiritual journey. And when everybody see those of what happened today, it only happened today. But last night is when it started, you know, after my brother Assad left and I first, and I heard the comma for the first time in Allah. First time last night, alhamdulillah. And it did some things to me, man, because I've been going through some things praying in my way with Islam and just Allah. I've been praying my way on on, on fucking a half ounce of fentanyl mixed up every fucking two weeks for a long time. All oh, my niggas, shout out to Rich Bum. Oh my God, Rich Bum about to be lit. Shit about to be crazy, man. My niggas at ETS Customs, that's personal. That's another show we're going to have to record up there and speak and all of us going to talk together and then I'm going to get their opinions on some things. But that's where I left my prayer rug at in my Quran and my dad pictures in the inside. You know, he was the Muslim. In the family, he showed me my first Quran at 10 while he was showing me how to cook up crack, you know, and showing me how to put scents in the house and auras and vibrations in the house and showing me what the mathematics is and scientific things, you know, he taught me all that. You know, he might have been in jail for all my life mostly, back and forth, and I didn't get a chance to get close to him, but he made me and I honor him, and that's why he tatted on my left side forever, man, big house. You know, shout out to the Underwoods, man. You know, that's my family. That's personal, too. We'll get to that one day. That ain't for everybody. But as the world turns, I'm here. When I found out who Jesus and Muhammad was from Allah, I've been to Allah, but I had to find out about a couple of his peoples. And that's when my life really changed, and it got real spooky. And, you know, if they want to hear about that with Allah and how that happened, and with the videos that I recorded and how today happened, from last night with my brother Assad, and he gonna tell y'all because we gonna get him on the show too. But how everything happened is gonna blow the world mind, man. I'm here. My name is Assad Musa. I'm a great man. I'm a phenomenal father. You know, I've been on child support since 21, but I just found out about what was going on uh, last year, you know, because I didn't get any mail since, until last year. And I thought my baby mother had took me off that shit. I thought my other baby mother got caught in a lie with shit. So I ain't know. But the devil was trying to come back in. You know, I owe $9,000. Motherfucking, I finally can see what my, I saw my credit score the other day. It's fucking 575. I thought it was like 300. Just more shit I get denied from. 
But my first time ever having to look at my credit, I am blessed. I only got like lights and gas on my credit. That's only $800 because I used to bounce back and forth and turn lights on everywhere while I was trapping. I've been a phenomenal man all my life. You know, pills took over my life for 10 years. I'm finally sober, 13 months clean. You know, we'd get into Horizon Village and save the Michaels and all that later on as the world turns, you know. But in the trap houses, how everything started from the trap that was damaging me. And started dealing with the devil at 14 until 40. So 26 years of dealing with the devil. And Allah been there. He gave him permission to do it. It's okay. And Allah is up there laughing right now and chilling out and just blessing me more and more and laughing because I finally got it. And I understand spirituality and God. And I'm not a God. I'm just a messenger. Nobody is really a God. You say you're a God. You say, I'm a God because I'm made in his image and I deserve everything the kingdom has. Yeah, okay, no, you are godly, you know. You made his image spiritually. You know he give us that much. I would never say I'm a God again, ever, because Allah showed me that he is the real God because he can do some things that I can't do. I'm almost there being clairvoyant and with my crystal sitting right here and my Quran in front of me and the pages and the life and the weed, you know and just chilling, being me, organically free. I love Perry Jones. That song I've been playing for 13 months. Perry Jones free. And it's been a lot going on, man, because it's a lot going on. You know, I'm owner of Isco Amin. Uh, my co-owner is Asad Hussein. You know, Isco Amin. You know, I-S-G-O Amin. You know, the abbreviation is the I-S-G-O. Amin is what I say, Amin. After every prayer, I've been saying I mean so much, but it's on. It's go, I mean, and it's a lot going on. Alhamdulillah, y'all catch the flow. You know, just ride away for now and just stay tuned to the shows because I'm, everything I spoke about on this podcast right now, because I'm closing up right now, but any questions anybody has, you know, I'm clairvoyant. I've been doing reading since 2020. Shout out to Amaya King on Facebook. You know, she made me tap in, you know, and it's just a blessing on the journey as the world started to spin more for me and my graduations from the devil started to disappear. But we get to that another day too about the graduations of everything and its levels to this shit. And you know, this thing called life, spirituality, death, problems, feelings, emotional regulation, benefits of gratitude, you know, seeing how blessed you are. You know, you got food in your fridge. You got somewhere to be. I got it now because of TSI. Shout out to Ebony and shout out to Grace from TSI. And shout out to Colleen and shout out to Emily from Horizon Village. Shout out to Georgia from Horizon Village. Shout out to Nick. Oh, my God. Shout out to everybody. What's my girl name who talked about energy? Look at the devil trying to take her name away from me. That's the energy. But I'll meet everybody as the world turns and I'll see everybody. But just be prepared to see how I changed the world. One of the Muslims who's gonna change the world, who loves Christians, who sees Allah inside of Christians, and I'm just somebody special because Allah made me this way. And my mom and my grandmother and my ancestors made me that way. I dealt with God all the way in Christ, like Christian from one to till uh, seven years ago, from one to seven years ago. And everything is full circle down 
since seven years ago. I had my Shahada and had to go another seven years through a lot of things. But everything came full circle from all the crazy shit, man. And I love everybody. You know, shout out to BSF. Shout out to Conway the Machine. You know, shout out to West Side Gun. You know, shout out to my cousin Heem. Rest in peace, dude. You know how it is. That's what it is. You know, and another thing with Conway and them and how things going, you know, as the world turns, people see you and see energy. You know, Conway was really the only one who I was next to far as a, a gangster, the first gangster I met on May Street. Him and Cutter, you know, and I seen some things on May Street that I never would have thought I would see ever in life coming from Walt Street and, and Florida Street. You feel me? But it had to happen because at 14, the devil hit me. But shout out to my guys, man. It's always big drum work shit. It's always BSF. It's always long live DJ Shea. Three years ago, DJ Shea, everything happened. We'd tell that story too, how you came and hit me on the phone and chopped it up and said, get down to Atlanta. You know, that was August. It's three years since you've been gone. A lot of threes. And you know, you died when I got there, man, trying to make a way, but we'd get there too. But shout out to my niggas. Conway did some shit last year that I, it was anger at first when he when he dubbed me and called me a broke ass nigga and blocked me on Instagram when I just needed a friend, you know, Alhamdulillah. But what the devil meant for bad and his anger and how he was feeling back then, it took me somewhere that I needed to be. And I appreciate his anger and however he is feeling that day now, being that Allah showed me how to. And we'll get on that later and talk about the big Griselda everything too. That's gonna shock the world. You know, I'm gonna tell my story about me, him, Westside Gun, when they first went up to jail, how we was just, you know, Westside only know me from rapping in the sit in the in the hole and center with him before he went up to the feds with Slide Green. Shout out to Slide Green too. We got history from my mother. I used to always see that picture in the closet. Like she always had that picture out some kind of way, my mom, April. But anyway. We'll get to everything later. Thank you guys for listening and tuning in. And Rob, you know, take it from here, man, because we got a lot to do. It's a lot going on. It's go, I mean, it's a man. lot going on. Man, I'll tell you what the ISGO stand for later, but it's a lot going on. I mean. Listen, man, I was I was in the hall to, uh, to hear your story, you know, what you've been through and what, you know, where you at today. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's similar to that. That I went through sh shit like that too, but I never see. But the thing with me, I never, I never, I never touched drugs because I never was curious. But then you got to think my mom's and my dad, you know, and just from you know my family and shit, you know, seeing them how they went through it. You know what I'm saying? I I can remember when I was six years old, and I ain't gonna stay too long on it. But I can remember when I was six years old, staring in the mirror at homes. I remember my dad told me, my mom told me to go upstairs. Their friends was over. So I snuck back downstairs. You know, kids sneak back downstairs. That's a fact. You know, when All I saw the time my. time with the parties going on at the house, you, you just know, like, they bet you better not come out your room. I'm so, coming out. So I saw, you know, I snuck back down to see what mom and pops is doing with their friends and shit. And, you know, I saw my moms and my dad, you know, sniffing blow, coke. You know what I'm saying? Me being six years old, you know, I never forget this ass whooping, bro. I never forget this ass whooping. The it, next it day, had to happen. Nah, you know, you know, the 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 next day, you know, me being a kid, cause we kids. So, right, but it my had dad, to happen, though. my dad, friends and shit was all at the house the next day, and I say, yo, dad, what's that white stuff you and mommy was sniffing? Yo, <laughs> my nigga, I remember that ass whooping still to this day, and I was six years old. 
know what I'm saying? But I was out of place. You know what I'm saying? And just like, you know, just seeing my mom's going through it, seeing my uncles go through it and everybody else around me. And by me having a strong mindset, I never allowed that shit to get to me in the streets when I was out here on my teenage time because I knew I knew better. Right. And I and, and I never let nobody put a battery no, in my your, back to your do ancestors shit. Ancestors knew better, Rob. But this shit bigger is bigger than us in the physical here what we think. I hear you though. But you know what I'm saying? And and that and that's why to this day I never I never touched a drug, bro, because I watched my moms go through it. She was, you know, she 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 put up a good fight, you know, but like I said, man, I already even told that story on like I don't know if that shit was like episode fifty, but you oh, know, they got to go back to that. Dude. You know, you know, just 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 giving the light. Yeah, you know, shit, long. shit is shit is tough, man. They got to go you know, back to that episode. And, 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 and even you know, me being on Bissell in '96, you know, what I'm saying like I thought me being 12 years old. Bissell, you said Bissell. Yeah, let me let me finish. So All right, me, we'll so, get to so, that so, right so, after. So, so me being 12 that. years old, a lot of things that I was seeing. I wasn't supposed to see. Right. That's like, I thought it was cool because all the drug dealers was at my house. Okay. Now that I'm older and yep. processing shit, yep. my house was the trap. Yeah. G-Y-C. Moms, you know, you know, you know, and it's like I said, I, I speak my truth, you know yeah, what I'm saying? GYC forever. You know, you know. GYC had the energy back then, but I know it's well, the trenches. Well, I. It's the I'm, trenches, I, man. It, it's, it's not even. It's not even. The, I ain't gonna say the the trenches, but I'm, I'm gonna keep it a real with you. My mom's a sucking dick for crack, bro. So it's like I don't really like. I, and all them niggas was in my house, but at the time I thought that shit was cool because I didn't know no. I was twelve. Yeah. You so as I grow up, and I and, and sometimes though, when I, when I still see these niggas, sometimes I may still feel a fucking way, but I, I don't get all like on no cocky shit. Like like I want to fight. I just, I just look at niggas different, but. It's just I saw a lot of shit that I wasn't supposed to see, and it wasn't normal. Right. That shit wasn't normal for twelve. Yeah. You know, I thought it was cool to see the dope boys at my house. Like right. I learned how to cook crack too. Right. I used to watch niggas cook crack at my house. Right. Yeah, you know I'm saying, but I never, I never wanted to play that life because I wasn't. I'm not built for that shit, dude. Right. You know what I'm saying I'm not on here to that 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 jail shit. That like I didn't sold weed. I didn't did all that shit. You know what I'm saying, but I never. Played the streets. I never was a street nigga. Never was. Never, never. You know that. When the last time you ever see me walk around yeah, motherfucking that's why, tough? That's why I'm going to talk when you finish. You know what I'm saying? Besides, this, any, any, anybody that knows me can tell y'all that. I ain't no, no soft nigga, y'all. but and I'm not no street nigga. Y'all. You know what I'm saying? And we, I be getting if I let anybody so, yo, try to. Real. You, you, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I'm here to speak my truth with this shit, man. And, and uh. yeah, man, that's just what it is. But, it, like I said, man, take it. But, you know, but okay. Another nigga will get mad. Like these shy, these shy time niggas is going crazy with saying fuck your dead homies. But that's the only reason they saying fuck your dead homies is because the dead homies is in heaven, alhamdulillah. And they putting more energy and mean energy about them. They speaking on them because they're somewhere in another dimension that they can't get to. And the energy is trinkling down here. The happiness that the dead soldiers feel in heaven. And it's making the enemies mad. So everybody dissing everybody. But that's just on earth. We get to that later too. That I get deep with this shit. But anyway, when you say fuck GYC, it hit my heart chakra. But I love you so much that I just thought about my uncle Pedro. But I didn't think about the shit that happened. But then I thought about me. How I used to get my dick sucked for crack, and how the lady 
came and offered that because crack is so strong. Any drug is so strong that you're willing, if you don't have the time and the, and the, and the energy to deal with the devil by yourself like anybody is not, you need Allah with you, you're going to see everything else as more than then you're going to see everything else. What can I say? You're going to see everything except that crack as more of this is a temporary feeling. Fuck what's going on right there. It ain't it ain't going to kill me, but it might kill me if I keep doing too much. But this temporary feeling is more than anything. So I'm going to suck some dick shit. I would have ate some pussy for some motherfucking pills and motherfucking all kind of shit. I would have did that if I ain't had none. I would have ate some pussy and ass like I do on some nasty shit one day. But I'm talking about fires. What I would have did is all how shit happened. And I would have if, if I would have had to. Thank God to Allah. Even when the devil was graduating me that I didn't have to go down bad. I always had what I wanted in reach. I never had to go do no stupid shit for it. Alhamdulillah. All my people who I mentioned, that's who I'm coming for. And GYC, you know, that's personal with Uncle Pedro and my father and my mother and my Aunt Kim. And you can't get mad at them, you know. Rest in peace to Mama Love and Grandma. I know y'all ain't having working, so y'all don't mind me saying this. But, you know, it was us who put our own self in a certain situation and got people to looking at it as a certain situation only because the devil was involved, you know? And Allah was with us allowing it. And now I can see the light, man. Alhamdulillah. My spiritual crown chakra is open past that to another dimension, 5D dimension, Christ consciousness, godly, Allah's inside me. I'm talking about Christ Jesus, the prophet in the Quran. Then succeeded Muhammad. We'll get to that later. But everything is everything. Alhamdulillah. And uh, I woke up to the biggest raisin on my head this morning, man. It's a blessing. Alhamdulillah. And I got a little bloodshot under my eyes from crying and praising Allah last night for the first time. Really. Because of my brother Assad and you know, his family. Yeah, wait till I go over there and see them, man. I love y'all, man. Bismillah, man. My name is Ahmad Musa. And I'm here, the messenger from Allah. Thoroughbred. We up. Let's get into this Rick High and Black Soprano family. Just the first joint off the track. Rick Rude. Buffalo stand up. We'll see y'all next episode. Yeah. Okay. Come on. You can tell me, Ricky. Open your eyes and pay attention. Possession is nine-tenths of the law. And right now, the belt's in my hands. We can't be beat. To get the premium, you've got to pay the premium. You supply the money. Rick Rude supplies the muscle. You supply the buck. I supply the bang. Hit the music. Hit the music. Look. Rest in peace, Scott Hall, I hit six grams with the razor's edge Hit that with a four and made the payers beg My mom told me that the world's biggest fear is a praying man We was close together like the praying hands When niggas thought it wouldn't happen, I still gave it chance Made it dance, hard on boogie nights, we had to make it dance Nigga made an operation from a dream You ain't seen this much Fetty since 2015, nigga Had to break it with a chisel like a monument Put my pride to the side like a condiment 
I bought water to the well like a conduit. I bought water to the well like a donation of Ghana. After that shit we did with drama, it's been comma after comma. Ain't no trophies for your earnings, only problem after problem. Roll my stresses up with grabber, finessing through the product. This beat reminded me of Shay. I hope this something that you're proud of. Rest in peace. Long live DJ Shay. I turn my alias into multiple revenues. If I ever lose, I swear you know exactly where I'm headed to. My cheapest bag go for 22. Understand my point of view. Back against the wall, what you gonna do? Green thumbs cause of the residue. Green coming on schedule. I got the green light just like Kevin do. Rants won't ever get you nowhere, don't get ahead of you. Tease with your face on the front of it. You don't want none of this. Uh. Ricky. Two men were shot this afternoon near Maston Park in Buffalo. One of the victims has died, according to police, just before four this afternoon. Two men were shot on Dodge Street. A 36-year-old man died at the scene. The other, a 21-year-old man, is recovering at ECMC. Anyone with any information is asking.